When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, legends? Welcome back to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. We're joined today by absolute royalty. Here we have a past guest of the show, a really good friend of mine and just all-round absolute legend, Dylan Orcott. Dill, welcome to the show, brother. About time I got invited back to the number one fitness podcast in the world. It's hard to invite you when you don't answer my calls. Or oh, message. mate, please. <laughs> I got straight back in. Mate, as, as always, great to be here. And for anyone that doesn't know, Danny Kennedy is a big, big reason why I actually won a few tennis tournaments because we trained together for years. I don't know if everyone knows that, but he doesn't like saying that because he's not a big you name dropper. you talked that up. Mate, well, wait, three, four years we did together. He's a, he's a beautiful man and very, very knowledgeable. So great to be here, mate. Brother, it's really good to see you. And as you said, hear your voice, catch up. We haven't really got a chance to hang out or catch up for a very long time compared to when we're hanging out almost every day. So, mate, talk to us about life after tennis. How's, how's things been over the past kind of six months? Yeah, it's been awesome. Hectically busy, but in a good way. So, yep. obviously, was lucky to we won Australian of the Year, which is still ridiculous. Fucking outrageous, I'm, man. Outrageous. Congratulations Thanks, again. Man. That's amazing. Yeah, it would, when we were doing weighted chin-ups at MSAC together, I didn't think we thought that was going to happen, did we? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, I think the biggest changes have been, one, we're getting like 200 appearance requests every day all around Australia. Jesus. Like, I know that's not exaggerating either, but also every single person that walks past in the street stops and says congratulations. I mean, everybody. How amazing is that? That's amazing, man. But like, so thank you to everybody if you're listening and, you know, I'm really grateful for it. But also what it is meant is it's a really powerful medium to open any door to talk about disability, right? Yes. And uh, I said, uh, like, you know me, I'm intrinsically, not extrinsically motivated. Mm-hmm. I really don't care about winning Wimbledon and winning Australian of the Year the day before the day after. I didn't change me. Didn't change you, Still yeah. Dylan, right? Yeah. So I'm not downplaying how much it means, but that's honest. But somebody said, yeah, it didn't change you, but it's changed the way people have talked about disability because there's a thirst yeah. for it. And I was like, that's a cool way to, you know, cool thing to say. And um, uh, it's not because of me, it's because of we, my team, my family, people with disability that came before me mm-hmm. so I could be me, like played a, their biggest role out of anyone really. And um, But I'm, I've got to look, we'll go into it, you know, this is a, this is a health and lifestyle podcast, but I, I was probably working too much and looking after myself and I, yep. I've had a bit of an epiphany moment where I've got to make sure I look after myself. We'll go into that in a minute. But in general, it's been, yeah, it's crazy. And like, you know, every year we always say, ah, oh, like you and I, I oh, can't get, what a big year, can't get bigger than that. And then shit keeps happening. It gets bigger. <laughs> every year. When am I, I'm looking forward to having a, you know, Jan 25, you give it to the next person and it'd be nice to have a bit of choice again over my life. Like what I do, I'm choosing what I do now. I'm not yes. forced to, but um, you know, it'd be a bit more of a blank canvas and I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, mate, look, firstly, the, I'm not just saying it cause you're here, but honestly, like you're someone that I genuinely like for, for the amount of things you've accomplished in your life and the amount of, as you said, the amount of 
public things that you have to do, the amount of pressures and not pressures, but the amount of opportunities that you have. And, oh, and they're pressures. They put people put pressure on you. You can say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, 100%. The pressure and, and the fact that your name is just known everywhere around the country and, and around the world. Um, you have, since I first met you, you have not changed one single bit. And that's what I just love. I love being able to hang out with you and which just like we're hanging out and you haven't done any of this shit it's just like we're just good mates and we hang we out and have a mates, chat and yeah. i know that but it's just it's um it's a big credit to you Thanks, obviously it's i'm not in your position but i would assume there's a lot of people that would find it very difficult to be able to stay on that path and stay so genuine and 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 you've done it so congratulations Thanks, that's man. awesome and like, yeah, like i've learned lessons on the way and i've worked on it like you know through you know working on my authenticity and vulnerability and stuff mm-hmm. and um you know it took me 28 years to fully feel worthy of love and i'm 31 like, that's a long time. Everyone yeah. thought, Dylan's on Triple J, you know, he's got his shit together. But, like, of course not. Like, I still felt insecure mm-hmm. um, about my disability. But the biggest trick, like, I had seven keynote appearances hour long each in Perth last week. Seven. And I was I got through it. Why? Because I'm actually not trying very hard. I'm just being myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when th- it's your purpose, that yeah. kind of just comes out naturally. And, yeah. and if someone comes up and says, can I have a photo? If I'm like, nah, piss off, I can't be fucked. Like, I'm bit one, I'm being a wanker, to, like, that would change that person's perception about disability. Yeah. And three, that's not me. Yeah. Right? Like, and I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, I, yeah. I genuinely, like, am appreciative and yeah. grateful for the support that I've had so I can be myself. Mm. And I've made sure that I've stayed that because, like, and you put good people around me. Like, if I was being a wanker to you. Yeah. I hope you'd be like, man, Dylan, you've been a wanker. And I'd be like, oh, shit, I am. And then I'd check yeah. myself, you know. You need those people around you. You do, man. You can't have yes people around you. And yeah. I, I don't want that, right? Yeah. And um, luckily it doesn't happen very too often because I hopefully I'm a good person. And I try and yeah. be, try be a good person first and foremost. Everything else comes second. Yeah. Like like everything, in the whole everything. Like mm-hmm. achievement, work, fam- like just be a good person and yeah. everything else comes. And, you know, you win more tennis tournaments when you're a good person because you try harder, you enjoy it. People get around you, you get support because yeah. you're a good person. So you Genuine get better. support too, yeah. yeah. you get better, right? Yeah. People are all going to, you know, like my coach, Francois, he went away from five months from his nine and 11-year-old kids last year. He wouldn't have done that if I was a dickhead. Yeah, Like exactly he chose right. to because yeah. I was a good person. Yeah. And, and um, It really does dictate the quality of people you get around you. And then you get better yeah. because yeah. you learn more and yeah. you listen and see how it all works. Yeah. And I learned that at a young age, luckily. And But, uh, but mate, thanks for saying that. It's nice sure. to – I know, it's nice to – when people gas you up and you don't know them, you don't think much of it. When, you, when your mates gas you yeah. up, I get a bit weird because I don't like that. But yeah. it's fair enough. And you can see on the smile <laughs> on your face when you're saying it. So you're a good man. Mate, you, you mentioned before about the amount of um, opportunities that are being thrown at you at the moment. Coming from the routine and schedule where you're very similar but all for the purpose of winning tennis and, and all your time and energy as, long, as well as all the media stuff you were already currently doing. But a lot of your time and energy is going into you know yourself in terms of competing at the highest level and, and winning matches winning tournaments and whatnot now it's transitioned more so into as you said spreading your message and, and living out your purpose that way how have you adjusted mentally and i guess emotionally to that massive switch from everything being working towards this specific goal of being an athlete to now still pushing your message which we're doing before but without the tennis side of things that yeah look i learned a lot of things recently actually we'll, we'll brain dump them now um Firstly, do not feel – if you listen to this, do not feel sorry for me that I've retired. Ask Danny. I've been waiting to retire for like three years, right? <laughs> and then the pandemic happened and I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? And Question for you before we get going. When we started together, you just lost the US Open and that was one of the big catalysts as to why we started pushing yeah. so hard and how you had such yeah. a great run after that. I had, the if, cha- I had the chance to win the calendar slam and I choked. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so without – if you had won the US Open and had to go oh. – like, would, would it have been the end – Back then? No, I would have still tried to go to Tokyo. Okay. 
but I wouldn't have won the Golden Slam, be Australian of the Year, none of yep. that would happen. That was everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and I wouldn't be as good a person because yep. I reached out to this guy Ben Crow after that. I actually reached out to Ash Barty. Mate, I fucking love Ben's yeah, content. Yeah, he's the man. Um, I, he's a mindset guy. I reached out to Ash Barty mm. and said, "Can you ask Crow if he work with me?" And he said, "Yes." He only had a f- few athletes. He calls us the Foundation Five. I think yep. so it's Dusty, Trent Cochin, Trent, Ash, yep. Yep. Steph Gilmore, and myself. Yeah, and. He may he just makes you realise and, and I already knew this, but do you know why I lost that match at the US Open? Because I said I had to win all four Grand Slams that year to prove to myself comparable to say Ash, who won one? Why? Because I'm disabled and I have to prove to everybody that disabled people are worthy. Why? Because deep down I still didn't feel worthy. Yeah. Because of my you insecurities. Had that insecurity as a kid. There, yeah. And when did it come out? When you least expect it mm-hmm. on the biggest stage. And I was like, Holy shit, that happened. Yeah. I was like, that is exactly what Expose happened. Expose your insecurities, yeah. In that moment, because yeah. it meant, right, and as soon as I let go of that, do I need to win every Grand Slam to be an advocate for my community? No. No. Do I need to win every Grand Slam to be a good per- person, live out my purpose? No. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I don't. Yeah. So I cared less. What happened when I cared less? Well, I didn't care, le- like, I cared more about like preparation and that and enjoyed that more, mm-hmm. but I cared less about the result. I yeah. cared more about what I could control. Yeah. Which was? And how you carried yourself throughout out, the process. Hanging yeah. out with you, training more, yeah. enjoying it more. We had fun, man. Yeah. I started having more fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the Grand Slams more. What happened? I won everything. Because I cared less about mm. winning to prove it. I cared more about enjoying that moment and, yeah. and, 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 and cherishing it. And then, but when you care less, what happens? You also retire because you've done it. You know what I mean? So mm. it's a double-edged sword, but it's it, that, that, chat, that moment. I literally yeah. called you the day after I got home, didn't I? I remember, yeah. I was like, mate. Like where I are, let's do it. And I called Crowley. I was like, I'm all in. Like, we caught up the very next day too. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. We had we had a coffee slash beer, um, and we did that. And and you know, like it was yeah, it was a real turning point for me to become a better person. As a result, I became a better tennis player, better advocate, better everything. And then, you know, look what happened. It was cool. Um, but also, I became intrinsically motivated more, not extrinsically. Yeah. So I didn't ca- I didn't care about winning Wimbledon. I care about having a crack at Wimbledon mm-hmm. so I could do my purpose yep. and then see how the pressure it's, it, you can all hear it in my voice but even listening you're like oh that actually makes sense it feels like you're under less pressure yeah 100% less pressure yep. you know? and then I think the transition to so yeah don't feel bad for me I've been trying to retire forever and then when I had the win lose or draw golden slam I was retiring obviously we won it amazing right yeah and then and and then I, you know I was open was awesome whirlwind obviously winning my semi-final Mm-hmm. Getting on a plane to go to the Australian of the Year. They didn't tell me if I was going to win. I asked oh, them to really? tell me. Yeah. They said no. And then I said, I cannot do this speech on Zoom if I win. Yeah. It meant so much to me. Yeah. Hopefully people with disability. So I flew up on a whim. I was cramping like on on the, the seats. Paddy Mills' dad was there. And I, I was a shoe in that Paddy Mills was going to win. Yeah. I thought Paddy, because he's such a bloody legend. Yeah. I love him so much. And, um, you know, his dad's like, yeah, I've been told that. Got to get up and do a speech. And I think it was if he won, but he said it like that. I'm like, oh, well, you've won. What am I even here for? And then I got there and there was a ramp. And I went, oh, there's a ramp. There's a ramp. And then there was a woman nominated for senior Australian of the year yep. in a wheelchair. Uh, I'm like, if she wins, I'm out. <laughs> she lost. And I was like, fuck. I might be in here. Yeah. And then like, I haven't got a speech. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? And then obviously we won. Um, but the, the biggest things I've learned is this. One, when I retired, I, like, as you do, you just stop training, right? Mm. I learned a couple of things. One, started putting on a bit of weight and I was a bit self-conscious about it. Not yeah. nothing crazy, just a little bit. And my brother said this, mate, you just retired from being a lead athlete for 14 years. Who cares? Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Mm. We were so obsessed with sometimes like always being on with our, it's okay for a little period yeah. to do that, right? We, yeah, we had this conversation 
in a sense before in the, in the previous episode around that it's like that you have to work in seasons and yeah. you have to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor like Mate. what's the fucking point of pushing 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 if you never get to enjoy i it? was like epiphany i was like I needed to hear that. Thanks, yeah. mate. Not that I went out and ate like, you know, 16 double whoppers every day. But like, yeah. I just don't worry about it as much, yeah. right? So then, obviously, I was I was with all these requests. I was tra- like, I'm traveling so much. That's why I even caught up. And I wasn't prioritizing training. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going, oh, I feel shit. Mentally as well. M- more mentally. Yeah. Not physically. Feel yeah. fine. Yeah. And I've actually maintained my strength pretty well, I've realized. Yeah. But mentally, I'm going, I've got no energy. Like, I'm yeah. spanking coffees to stay awake. What's wrong with me? I actually went, just go back from four weeks in Europe. And I had time to train. Mm-hmm. I trained every day. Yeah. And I felt awesome. Yep. And I've learned, I'm now back three weeks or so from that trip. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm prioritizing, even just training a little bit. Yeah. Doesn't have to be much. My, and yeah. this is the difference, right? Do you know why I wasn't training in the first six months? Because if I didn't have an hour and a half to do an yeah. elite athlete person training session, yourself, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. And I've changed my mindset now. I go, if I can just do 45 minutes in there, do 45 minutes. Yeah. Mate, look at me. I've got energy again. Like I'm up on a bad right now. Mm. I feel great. And it's because I'm doing that. And you do not understand the – maybe you do because you've found it down and you talk about this. Obviously, it's good for your physical health, but the mental health is the thing that I notice the biggest change in. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't – people would think we all just say that. It's not true. Yeah, it is 100%. legit. Yeah. Right? I'm like no energy, feeling crap. As soon as I started training, I'm up early. I'm doing more. I'm better mm. at my job. Exactly right. I'm loving life more. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm better. Even my partner's like, God, you're up and about. Like my agent, everyone's like, God, you, what's happened to you in Europe? Mm-hmm. Come back like a different bloke. I said, one, I need a break. Yes. I turned my phone yeah. off. I've never had that before. Mm-hmm. Two, I like got back into the rhythm and I feel really good, man. I think prior to you finishing up in tennis, you already had such a, I feel like you were quite diverse in terms of different circles and different type of uh, things you were doing already. But it seems from the outside in that you've handled super well with not tying your identity to being a tennis player and an athlete like post-retirement or in retirement where you see so many athletes who have tied their whole life and identity around being a football or a basketball or a tennis player, whatever it is, and they wrap up and it's almost like they're, they're lost. But in a sense, I- it feels like you've almost found... You're yeah. kind of leaning more into towards your purpose, and you're and you're fi- like almost more fulfilled now in terms of what you're doing. Is that am I yeah, right man. there? They mourn, mate. Like yeah. how many? I'm not naming them. How many athletes do you know who retire? All they've done is that that sport. They mm-hmm. retire with a pocket full of money, and in three years, they're on the front page of the paper, and they're broke, and something's happened. Right? Yeah. Why? Because I don't have balance through it. I'm not saying get out of your training, but you're allowed to have a glass of wine on a Friday night with a mate. Mm-hmm. You should go to uni. You should start a passion project like a podcast like this, yeah. right? Why? Yeah. Gives you balance. Yeah. Gives you perspective as well. It's not a real life. Yeah, traveling around the world, going to Wimbledon and shit. It's not real. Like it's it's real to us, but it's not real. It's life. temporary. It's temporary, right? And yet there are select few, like Roger and Serena and and people who have bulk cash and they're sweet, but mm-hmm. it's not many of those people. Yeah, and and AFL players like they earn max a million dollars a year right which is a lot of money of course but like you can shit that away pretty quickly as well yeah. right? especially if you continue living the lifestyle you were when you were making it and you're not willing to go into and you've got nothing else to do or whatever it is right so the reason i had to is when i started being a paralympian you got paid zero dollars mm-hmm. you lost money and i'm smart so i went to uni right and i was like what am i going to do i did marketing finance commerce like you know am i going to do that but i also want to do media so i started easter egging and hustling going yep. can i have a chance can i have a chance on tv like talking to people mm-hmm. hamish mclaughlin i remember saying to him when i was 18 i want to work with you on tv so when i made the switch from basketball to tennis and i was 23 he's like i remember you talking to me about that mm-hmm. do you want an opportunity i was like shit yeah you know what i mean like, yeah <laughs> 
I met people that would support me and and also just backing yourself. But I had to retire from tennis because of everything else I did. Like I just couldn't do it at all. Yeah. And something I had to give and that was it. And like, you know, my purpose is to change perception so all people with disability can live the lives they deserve to live. I'll ask you, do I need to win one more Australian Open to win that, to do that? Of course not. Of course no. not, no. So I was like, I'm done. I'm purpose-driven. It's so easy to make decisions yeah. when you are purpose-driven because you ask yourself, does this help my purpose and what I want to do? Not really. Well, don't do it. It's that simple. Don't yeah. worry about the money yeah. fame, because the money and the fame and that shit will come if you worry about that stuff, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you're genuine. And who cares if it doesn't? Like, you, you'll be happy anyway. You'll be happier. And, you know, I was even, I was even, you know, this if you want, I was even talking to Danny before, yeah. your partner, literally about that. She was in a job where she's like, why am I here? Yeah. This sucks. Mm-hmm. And she made the decision to change. And she's not sure what she's going to do. But I was like, proud of you. Good on yeah. you. She's like, I feel better. 100%. And she's yeah. like, I mean, she being a better girlfriend. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's, everything's better. Yeah. Tough decision to make, but you will find what you got to do. But you got to make those decisions when you're not happy. And um, not saying I wasn't happy, yeah. but, but something had to give. And uh, But yeah, mate, like I've, I will talk to the cows come home, to athletes, to anybody. Don't just do be a grad lawyer and work your ass off for your partners. Don't do it. Right? Your partner's going to take advantage of you. Mm. Do something else. Tell yeah. them you can't do that on Saturday morning. Yeah. Tell them. What are they going to do? Sack you? No, they're not. They've got no one else there. Yeah. But you think the pressure to do it <laughs> yeah. is to do that. Make sure you got that balance in your life and get out there and enjoy it because something might happen one day and it's all over. You know what I mean? And um, you look back and go, fuck, I've got three kids and I didn't have a life and yes. what am I doing here? It's like. And then you start resenting. Yeah. Your partner, yeah. your life, whatever. As long as you got balance throughout, you never resent anything because you like mm-hmm. got that thing in there. And but in saying that, I'm no expert. Like my, my partner should tell me like you're working too much. It's true. Yeah. This year I am working too much. You know, it's for a high cause and I'm passionate about it. Again, but it's part of that season. You you're in the season now where you are pushing, yeah. but you know you're gonna come out. Yeah. But we just went away. You yeah. know, turn my phone off. It, it helped our relationship, things like that. So yeah. You're obviously someone who takes a lot of action towards your goals, clearly. Um are you much of a manifester in terms of like do you, are you someone who does a lot of visualising outside in terms of, like you said before, you spoke to uh, Hamish saying, you know, one day I want to be on TV commentating with you or whatever it may be. Like, are you someone who is very clear and intentional about the things that you want to happen in your life and, and kind of manifest on those things? Or are you more someone who really pushes more so with action? So this is where you and I are different, which I love. Well, you you act as well, but like, um, and we get on so well, but like, I know you journal and write down goals and mm-hmm. things, which I never do, right? Yeah. And, and that's okay. Yeah, sure. We've still got the same way we do it. Yep. But we just do it in different ways. Different vehicles, yeah. Different vehicles to do it. Mine is I throw it out to the world mm-hmm. without any without any timidness to, for people to laugh at you, not support you, because I'm a firm believer if it's out there, you'll be surprised if you're a good person how much support you'll get. Perfect example. I want to do some acting. Mm-hmm. So I'm a smart guy. My last press conference, everyone's like, what do you want to do next? What do I do? It's like, I one day want to win an Oscar at, as an actor. Mm. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I just threw it out there. Yeah. That's what I want to do, man. Yeah. Big goal, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't care if I make it or not, but I just want to do some acting. What happened? Someone heard that. Goes, I actually like that guy's vibe. I'm going to give him a chance. I got an audition in an animated feature film called Scary Girl with Tim Mitchum, Sam Neill, Deborah Mailman, and I got cast and I've done it. <laughs> Coming out next year. I'm one of the bad guys. That's amazing. I'm one of the goofy, I've got a good bad guy voice. Ready? Whoa, <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> That's amazing. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to I, like, do you yeah, I love act? that though. Absolutely yeah. not. I call it this to simplify it. Some people have like real regiment ways to achieve goals. Mm-hmm. Love that. I've got a real get shit done attitude 
where I just find a way to do it. Just move in the direction and, yeah. and see what comes. Yeah, move in the direction. Not not be worried if it's for fa- don't have fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Don't have fear of looking like an idiot. Yeah. Like I might get on this set. I've just got another acting role in October. I might get there and choke and embarrass myself. I've yeah. got no idea. But don't you worry don't about know it. if you, until you try. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. And and you can't worry about what people think. And um, like you know, people listening right now have every right to think that I might be a good bloke or a dickhead. Mm-hmm. I can't control that. Yep. All I can control and care about is if you start calling me a dickhead. Exactly. We're friends. Yeah. If yes. the people around me, that's that's when. But you yeah. know, somebody on Twitter. I've never met, has every right to think I'm an idiot. Go for it. Like, I yeah. can't control and, that, and what they think of you is none of your business anyway. Anyway, like, but yeah. it used to worry, it used yeah. to hurt me, man. Like, yeah. Of course, especially when people with disabilities to say it. And they still say it. Yeah, okay. That, that hurts, you yeah. know, but I've got, again, I can't control that. I'm just trying to do my best. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't speak for everyone, but they think I try to, but I don't. I don't, I don't know what it's like to have autism. I don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't, all I know is what I know. And any way that I can support, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And, it's you know it's, I hate the word tall pop. It's not that like there might yeah. be, it might be that, but it also might be like oh, I might get it wrong, and I'm, I do get it wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But but yeah, it, it's I think it's so important to to be bold to like to back yourself, mm-hmm. be authentic and vulnerable and a good person, but work your ass off. Yes. The, that's how you do it, right? Yeah. It doesn't come for free. You got to mm. really really work hard. And I used to not saying that someone like you and I because we both work hard. Yeah. You sound like a wanker saying you work hard. I used to think. But I think it's okay to say you work hard. Yeah, 100%. I, but I used to be like, oh, I sound like I'm yeah, like myself. Yeah, but yeah. but I, it's, it's being honest, right? Yeah. I, I work really, really hard. And um, yeah, I. it's funny how the world works, man. When you have a vision and a purpose and you just find mediums to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, even just coming here and talking to you, like I'm proud of you, how much you kicking ass with this kind of stuff. Thank you, know? you Because when, when, remember the first one we did? Do you remember yeah. where I was? Yeah, we, we discussed this before. In, in the gym with the, the USB gym. microphone sitting at, on a box in between each other. At Collingwood Football Club at yeah. the gym there. And he yeah. was povo as. <laughs> and like, I didn't know, I really knew who I was. No, yeah. no, 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 you were. We were just like sitting <laughs> this. And I listened back and you could hear like the heater buzzing <laughs> and shit. Someone, full, someone doing deadlifts in the background. That's it. You got a full crew here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's cool. And, and, and why did you do that? Because you had that goal to do it. Yeah. Still in some of Coe here, but it's good. You can have you can have goals in life, but you can't have an expectation. Mm. They're two different things. I used to have an expectation yep. that I was going to win everything, right? Mm-hmm. You can have a goal to win everything, but the only expectation you can ask yourself is to be the best version of you in that moment. Because I could play the best tennis of my life and still lose. Why? Because of my opponent. Mm-hmm. Because of what they've done. Outside I, of your control. I can't control that. Yeah. You might be like, I want to have the best podcast in the world, but you know, go to that. But Bill Simmons might just be better than you. Yes. Yeah. Right? That's okay though. Mm-hmm. As long as you just try your best, that's all you can ask. Mm-hmm. So different, isn't it? Yeah. I don't have an expectation I want to win an Oscar, to win an Oscar. Yeah. I've got a goal. All I've got an expectation is to have fun, be myself and have a crack. Yeah. And see what happens. And that's really the only thing that changes, isn't it? Because the pursuit there, you're still pushing just as hard, yep. if not harder. But the diff- biggest difference is, as you've touched on already, is like the journey becomes enjoyable. Correct. The, as you said, the result doesn't matter as much regarded, like either way. And then even if it is a win, even if it is winning every single tournament, the fulfillment it's is more. much more. Oh, man, yeah. I enjoyed last year way yeah. more because I cried when I won the gold medal because I knew I was done. And I was like, yeah. I can't even remember the Rio ceremony when I won gold because I was like thank fuck I didn't choke yeah that's all I thought <laughs> yeah thanks for the medal I didn't choke this one I was like look around and enjoy mm-hmm. it and I was like a mess yeah I wouldn't have done that if I didn't yeah. work on my and and I it is scary as shit to open your heart out up mm-hmm. and realize why you are that person 
why I was a bit too stoic and that because I was insecure by my disability. It's scary, man. Yeah. You gotta go, everyone's got to go on that journey. You know when you have a fight? It's confronting. Confronting. You, you have a fight with your partner. You're like, why did I just do that? What just yeah. happened then? Or whatever. At yeah. work. You know why you did it. Yeah. But you got to look in the mirror and say, yeah. why did I did it? It's because my dad treated me like this or because I got bullied at school mm-hmm. or because I'm not happy with my body image or whatever. Yeah. But you got to admit that mm-hmm. and do the work. Yeah. And the work is the hard part. Yeah. Wanting to do it. And I think, you know, kind of pushing like extending off that it's it's as well like being able to take a, a real good look at yourself if you as you said you, you start to notice these patterns where you're probably not treating others as well yeah as well which is something that i see so often and that nearly always stems off the back of your own insecurities no every time every single almost from, every single time yeah and most of it's from your youth exactly yeah it's not new yeah. it's from when you're 12 and your parents put up or mm-hmm. whatever yeah and you don't want to talk about it or yeah. when your mum died or whatever like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah 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 and you just do not talk about that mm-hmm. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice though, they really mean flavor. Like in your face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either, but it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. But you got it, you know. And you know what? You don't have to always see a mindset coach or a psychologist, or whatever. Yeah. You can just listen to a podcast. You can read a book. Mm. There's stages of it. It's not like, hey, go, you know, straight into it. You might not want to do that, yeah. and I'm okay with yeah. that too. Just do whatever you got to do to get it done. But just dip your toe in, and you'll feel like a better. You'll feel better straight yeah. away. You mentioned earlier how um, you sought out the the help or, or like the the guidance and mentorship from Ben Crow, yeah, and and how much and of an immense and yourself. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. Um, but for someone that's listening, um, regardless of whether they've uh, got a disability or, or not, that does um, has noticed that pattern of insecurity or there is someone who, who can't get out of their own head that doesn't necessarily have the disposal of yeah. of a Ben Crow yeah. or, or yeah. A, um, anyone, you yeah. know, in terms of being able to financially afford that type of stuff or doesn't have access to them. Are you able to offer any advice for, for ways that they can kind of work through that or ways that they can kind of change their mindset to be able to live more within their own purpose and, and as you said, kind of uh, separate themselves from the outcome or, or the worry yeah. of insecurity and stuff? First and foremost, be vulnerable enough to tell anybody that you love. Anyone. Yep. Your brother, your friend, anyone. And if that person tells you to get fucked, well, then they're not supposed to be in your life. But mm. I don't think that's ever going to happen, you know? If you genuinely open your heart up to someone and – you don't need a professional legend like Ben yeah. to be able to do that, right? That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. The biggest regret I've had in my life was I got bullied for two years at school. I hated myself. I got caught a cripple and a spastic and I just cannot tell how much I hated myself. And I told nobody. Mm. If I just told my brother, he would have been like, mate, don't worry about that guy or let me help you or whatever. Oh, why? why didn't I tell anybody? Because I felt like a burden and I felt like a – like embarrassed Mm -hmm. and you know you might think i got it together but i'm being genuine here if when you're listening and you're like shit i didn't i didn't think that about him you know but Mm -hmm. i came from that place am i glad that happened i'm very glad yeah maybe better better person better person had to hustle to get friends like i'm so lucky it happened Mm -hmm. but not everybody has that internal fire to get over it so we've obviously got to change our society so kids don't feel like that especially Mm -hmm. kids with disability you can't all be me and have this like confidence to you know go and say you want to win an oscar one day like you know what i mean like yeah exactly not everyone's like that um but also like yeah even just 
you know, there's so many free resources out there. Like you and I are talking about this right now. Yep. Right? Like, you know, whatever it is. and But you've got to want to want to do it. And you've got to want to see in yourself what's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And the only way you can do that is ask yourself some tough questions and being vulnerable. Mm. And you can do that yourself right now. Yeah. Right? If you're struggling in relationship, if you're an addict or whatever, you've got to be like, fuck, that's, he's talking about me right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I think it start. It really does start – it starts with you, but you're not alone, if that makes sense. Yes. You make yep. the first move and then it's on. So – because no one's going to – how do people know if that, you go into that if you don't tell anybody? Mm. And that's what I learned. As you said, from the outside in, it wouldn't, assu- no. it wouldn't assume no. that there was any issue. Any yeah. issue. Yeah. You, you think – I always – when I say that, it took me 28 years to fully feel worthy of love, I'm 31. Everyone's like, what? Like, I've known you for 10 – like, I've seen you on TV for 10 years. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm serious. They're like, yeah. wow. Hit that well. I was like, of course, because, yes. you know, we all do. Because mm. we, we put up our walls and protect ourselves. Um, yeah, I think we're also worried about these days working and social media and doing things. We, we forget a little bit to be like human beings and like feel and talk and stuff. Mm. And I think that's really important. And, and and even just like I'm enjoying this, just talking. Like we could yeah. talk. We, I mean, we could talk forever. About like look at this. We're yeah, just talking. Yeah. I even forgot these dudes were here. <laughs> you got like eight camera people and like nine sound guys here because you're bloody killing it. It's getting like hundreds of thousands of downloads a month. Hello, sponsors. Come <laughs> hit up my boy. Um, and, you know, like it's just cool. And, yeah. and when you are genuine, like it's you just feel better. And um, But I encourage everybody to take that first step. Mm. Or wheel. That's really good advice, you do. yeah. Because yeah. it starts there, but then it's so it gets so much easier. The first mm. step is the hardest. Hardest. When you actually ask, go, I'm not all right here, I need some help. Mm. And, and sorry, just to add to that. Really good advice. Do you think fucking Roger Federer and Rafa and Ronaldo and LeBron just out of nowhere are just the best? Of course not. No, exactly. They have people too. Yeah. Of course they do. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And this is the big knock on society. Out, it's getting better, but outside of sport, I would train 11 times a week, five times with you, Jim, six on court sessions. And then as soon as I say I was seeing a psych or a mindset coach, everyone goes, ooh. What's wrong? Are you all right? You yeah, right? Yeah. I go, I just want to be the best. I want to be better. Yeah, yeah. Right? We all go to the gym to protect our physical strength. We don't work on our mental strength, exactly. right? Exactly. So even if you are sweet, go do some learning anyway. Mm, don't wait right? until don't it's, wait till don't it's wait bad. Don't wait until you yeah. need, yeah, exactly yeah. right. And that, that stigma is definitely changing, isn't it? It's getting better, but it's got to get better. It's definitely getting better, yeah. yeah. Outside of, outside of, uh, any of the commitments you're doing publicly and all that type of stuff. When you, when it's just you and Chantel have got time to do whatever the fuck you want when you're on a, on a holiday, whatever it may be, like what what kind of really grabs your interest and, and attention? Like stuff that has not, like something that maybe people wouldn't know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like oh, when we're together, we just try and have quality time and look, I'm not the Messiah. Like I, this is something I need to get better at yep. in our relationship. And I'm happy to say that, you know, mm. um, because. The, the you know I've got the I'm, I am always tired because I'm working so hard so we, we do love sitting on the couch and doing nothing but then you also got to make an effort and do things as well yeah. like get up the other week and went out for lunch with our friends you're like man we could do this more yep. you know I just sit on the couch and eat Uber Eats like I could do that all day like yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be there but I'm like no that's not good for yep. our relationship it's probably not good for me either you know mm-hmm. so and and I think the biggest thing we learned is I hadn't had a holiday since 2013 nine years yeah. I'm talking like. I had not been away outside of tennis and having yeah. half a day in Paris to see the Eiffel Tower in like nine years. Yeah. We went, we now had two trips, one to America, and it was like, holy, why have I not been doing this? Yeah. Even when I was an athlete, just take a month off. Yeah. Like, why did I not do that? Because mm-hmm. I felt guilty that I couldn't guilty. go away and do it. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we made a rule throughout our whole relationship forever to be like, no, we're going to go do that. Yeah, you know it's great. I mean? It's really, it's, it's really important. And, um, and, 
you know, like I'm so lucky to, and she's also a big baller yeah. herself. Like she's killing it. Yeah. I'm really proud of what, if you don't know what she does, she's a sexologist and yeah. she tell Otten and um, she's just changing the landscape of something mm. that was taboo, not too dissimilar disability and very proud of that. You know? how, do you, how do you guys find, how do you, how does that dynamic work in terms of you both pushing to, to um, work towards your goal? Obviously yours has changed now, um, but she's really, as you said, doing extremely well, but works super hard as well and has a lot going on for her. How does that kind of dynamic work in terms of being able to support each other in a way that you're kind of not taking too much away from where you're trying to go, but at the same time being there to support each other still? Great question. But she wish she was here for that one. Um, like, mate, that, that's the trick and I've got to get better. You know, we've got to get better as well. Um, one, we're just so supportive of uh, to the core of each other's causes yeah. and what we do, yeah. right? Like her older sister Steph is intellectually disabled mm -hmm. she's married to another guy called Chip who's also intellectually disabled they yep. live independently next to the parent awesome so yep. they've been touched by disability anyway her patients some of them have disability obviously um, I'm passionate about talking about yep. people with disability having the choice to go on a date and have sex and mm -hmm. live their life so it's like you know yep. we, we really do believe in, in each other's causes which is great but and also support like I'll do anything if she asks me to do anything for her I'll be like you're done like yep. boom and, I, and she's the same with me and she travels awesome. um, which is cool and but in saying that, like the, the, the time is the hard part. Yes. When you're both so yeah. busy. So Definitely. we are on that journey at the moment. It was, especially with the start, every year it's like, oh, it's going to get easier because you retire and then Australian year happens and then she gets, you know, super famous and, and it's, it's been hard. It's been yeah. hard juggling that. Um, and yeah, we've got to get better. So get me, you know, I'll come back on the podcast in a year and say what we've done to be able to help. But, um, and, I, and I know that and she knows that. And uh, We've got to get Chantel on actually. I'll, I'll uh, chat up to on? this. Yeah, for sure. Mate, she's expensive. No, no, she's very <laughs> Mate, um, you obviously have access to some some incredible um, people within sport, outside of sport, whatnot. Is there any athletes that you haven't met that you would love to meet? Good one. I'd love to meet Obama. I Is know it? he's not an athlete, <laughs> but I don't know. I'd love to meet him. I just yeah. love how he does speeches. Always seemed in one of the hardest gigs ever. Mm. It did seem authentic though, didn't it? Authentic and calm. Yeah. But like my big knock on politicians is I meet them all the time, one-on-one, -on -one, and I'm like, great, great bloke, great woman. See them on TV, it's like they're different. Yep. It's like – Facade. But they think they have to. It's like if you were that person that I met mm. in the lounge or what, I'm like, you would win. Yeah. Why are you not it's doing interesting, that? Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And it's because of pressures externally, whether it's media or yep. within the – I'm like – what just happened you're like it's where is that person because mm. i would vote right for that person or whatever it is and I, i've never got never got that and he always had seemed to be like you know this guy seems like he's just been himself a bit and I, I in that higher position and like with that level of recognition that would be hard and i'm like oh that's what i want to do you know what i mean yeah and look i know absolutely not a fucking single thing about politics and Never talk about politics, so I don't want to fucking act like this. No, it's this something is that cool. I know about, but what I'm going to say is that- are cool. We're supposed to talk about lifestyle and strength. We're talking about this. It's cool. Well, well clearly, clearly there's a, and I'm not going to, I'm definitely not saying I am or aren't a fan of uh, Donald Trump, right? But when you look at the way he became president, it was literally that. It was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do what I want, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. was authentic, even though there's a lot of people who are, uh, would not agree with his authenticity of what he stands yeah. for and stuff, but like that's how I, it got it in. People like you and I in the room, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, because he's like, I'm going to do it and he did it, you know, yeah. and he got in and he was being himself. And, um, but yeah, sport wise, I'm trying to, oh, I'm actually. Uh, Have you met LeBron? I haven't met LeBron. I just met 
big Shaq, Shaq Diesel. Yeah, big yeah, boy. Big boy. Yeah. yeah. He's actually just a little bit better at basketball than you and I in his heyday. Little. Do you talk about how good you were at basketball or do you not talk about that because you're a humble guy? Does I that, do, have you I ever talked about basketball? So no, I you were about like it. in state. You were good. Mate, moving on. Hey, who's Steve, the. Uh, who's hang the, on, look down the camera. Shut up. State man. level basketballer, scholarship at not MSAC. No. <laughs> guys used to play with in NBL. Came word at this bit out. Could play. This is staying in. Could play basketball. So, Dill. Doesn't like it. See? What's the, what is the most random. Or like surprising DM you've ever got from like who is the person that you've just gone holy fuck like this is very bizarre or just blew, blew you away? Oh look, it's not. I get famous DMs all the time, but like I oh, thought so that sounds like one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you get famous people DMing you, and that that's not the answer. Like there's some yeah. funny names in there, but who cares? Mm-hmm. This is the best one, right? I got a DM from a guy from from three people. It's a guy outside of Toowoomba. I've forgotten his name, but I might not always say his name anyway. He had an accident. I think he broke his neck and he had a tracheotomy, which yep. means put in your throat so you can breathe. And he got it out and he got out of the coma and his first – they're like, you're going to be in a wheelchair. And his first words were, when can I meet Dylan? Wow. And man. I was like, that's not real. She got goosebumps. Yeah, got goosebumps. And yeah. I get that's made up. Like, that's absolute bullshit. <laughs> I honestly thought it was bullshit. Three people got me this DM. And I go, maybe that's real. So I sent him a video and then I did this talk in Toowoomba and I do my keynote and then any questions and his wife stood up in tears and said how much that video meant. And I was like, that's sick. That's amazing, isn't they, it? That, and that, that's why you do it. That's why you do it. moments like that, That's yeah. not, hey, you know, Lewis Hamilton DM me, like whatever. Like yeah. I don't care about that. Like it's, that's it. And you say it like, wow, you know. Even like I was at Perth Airport the other week and this kid is everybody kid and his dad's like, my son's over there. He's like, you're his hero. Whatever. I'm like, of course I get a photo. And he pulls out his grade six assignment and I'm his assignment. Like he's done like a four page wow. full assignment. And you're like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's very Little cool. things like that yeah. are the real ones where, and I do not sit in the, I'm not very good at sitting in the, gratif- in like the, oh, do you look back and you're proud? I don't like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't like yeah, it. Yeah. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But you got to, th- and then I, I get that video, and I that lady stands up, and I get goosebumps. Like you, you, you're yeah. still like, yeah, fucking oath. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, wow. Yeah. And the guy, like he said, we're gonna meet Dylan. Like, as a, he's like a bit of a, I think he's a bit of a lad, like a bit of a smart ass like yeah. me. And then I said in the video, like, um, we're gonna get a beer soon. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's wife stood up and said, hey, he's can on that beer. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know, that's awesome. That's cool. That's cool stuff. And um, yeah, I get I get the hair stand up when you even say stuff like that as well. It's unbelievable, man. What. Just to before we wrap up, what about the uh, the podcast? How are you enjoying that? Um, you and Angus, it's doing super well. Has there been any guests on there that have really kind of stood out to you in terms of how much value they brought, or, or maybe the story that you didn't know about them that has kind of blown you away? Oh, I mean, so many. Like you know, I've got a consulting firm called Get Skilled Access, where we educate governments and corporates to better understand the needs of people with disability. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Remember how I just started it? Yeah. We now have 50 consultants. Every single one of them has a disability. That's so we go around Australia man. doing government well work, corporate work, really, really cool stuff. And, and a lot of them have been on, you know, like um, one of our first episodes, a guy called Ben Pettengill, who we work with, is one of our senior consultants. Mm-hmm. He's like a, you know, normal 16-year-old lad, kicking ass, like wanted to be a pro water skier, went to sleep, woke up blind. Just went one, he goes, I'm a bit dizzy, went to sleep, woke up, couldn't see. Yeah. And the way that he tells that story, I don't want to ruin it, but it's called Listen Able is the podcast. Yeah. There's so many great episodes. There'll be some links to that in the show notes. Like he, to check it out. he didn't lose anything, you reckon? You know what I mean? 
and and but just the way that we talk about it like we do this thing called the bowl of uncomfortable where we just ask questions that listeners send in like and it's like he just had a kid how do you feel not being able to see what your kid looks like great question fuck you know what I mean? yeah like yep. you know and and we powerful it's question, all of yeah. our guests are so we do it in like a really fun first and foremost funny way mm-hmm. but also like emotional relatable authentic vulnerable way talking about something that people don't want to talk about and like i was in amsterdam and some dutch person's like hey how you doing i was like yeah it's like you love your podcast it's like wow <laughs> that's sick you know what i mean yeah like some random yeah. full rando and i'm like that's why you do it you know yeah. what i mean and um just trying to find all any form of medium to to be able to change that you know change that perception and live out that purpose like uh, before we got on the mic here i just had an acting lesson mm. in your gym mm. which was we were like one of the uh, women called miranda who's an incredible acting coach and like in that hour i learned like i was just she gave me a script to learn and i was just proud to learn the lines does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah but i didn't feel them and she was i was like ah oh. and i'm like how do you feel them and she taught me like well i did as in like to emotionally be able to yeah, get into it the yeah. script was this um when i was a kid uh when I was a kid, a sunflower grew in my backyard. My mum said that a, a bird flew past and dropped the seed by accident. Uh, she said it was meant to be. And I was like a robot like that. And I was, she was like, did you have a front yard? I was like, yeah. So did you have a sunflower? I was like, no, nah, but I had lavender. And she's like, well, pretend it's lavender. And she's like, would your mum say something like that? I'm like, yeah, she would, but I'd think something would be like wrong with her because she's not a smart ass. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, say it like that. Yeah. And then I was like, when I was a kid and I had these sunflowers in my garden mum said like a bird flew by see how it's different yeah because i think about my mum. yeah right and i was That's like wow right yeah. and then and then i was like oh my god i just love these challenges of you know we talk about goals these challenges of learning things mm-hmm. and getting better but also she's like why do you want to be an actor and i said that and she's like why like because of the purpose and she's yep. like it's a great reason because you'll feel it you care about it it's not to get instagram followers yeah you know what i mean because the actors who want instagram followers aren't yeah. good you know what i mean and so my advice to anybody out there is find what you're passionate about and what your purpose is. Your purpose does not need to be to change a world of disability, by the way. Exactly right. Could be a good mum, mm-hmm. good friend, good yep. dad, you know, help people with their health and fitness journey, whatever it is. Mm. And once you feel it, find that. It all becomes a bit easier and you can, you can hear in my voice I'm being legit when I say that because mm. I mean it. Unreal, man. Well, that's a, that's a great you've, place you've to wrap got up, great, You've got a lot better at podcasting, by the way. Thanks, man. You're very good at this. I listen. Appreciate it, I'm brother. A fan. I'm, not a, I'm also a fan. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. Very good. Thanks Thank very you, much, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming on. And, um, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to keeping up with the journey and what's next. And I'm also looking forward to getting back into some fucking training we do with some you. We're doing some training together, yeah, baby. Back into it, brother. It's going to be good. Yeah, um, got to lose my little European Aperol Spritz belly. <laughs> Easy work, that. brother. Good. Um, thanks for joining me, man. And for everyone who's tuned in, I uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've absolutely loved catching up with Dill and uh, hearing what he's up to. Very inspirational as always. Um, and like I said, just a really good friend, mate. So thank you. And um, yeah, we'd love for you to share it. If you've enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend, chuck it on your Instagram story or, or just share the link with a, a family or friend. And make sure you give my man at Denny Kennedy, fit, DJK Fitness on Instagram a follow. Thank you. <laughs> cut that one out too. No, that's not getting cut. Leave it in. All right, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs>